I think you, we need to hold each other to a schedule. Yeah, I think, like, this is perfect for me, like a Sunday morning type thing. Yeah. But, obviously, you know, I know your job doesn't really allow all the time for that, so. Yeah, let's see what we can we yeah. figure out. Or know? I could, you know, whatever. It, we'll figure it out. Sure. I think when, when like, you really want to do it, you do it. Yeah, think, yeah Even yeah. if we just said we're going to do this once a month. Yeah. I think we should be able to commit to that once a month. I think so. You know, if we just said every third Sunday, this is what we're going to do. And that's what we would do. I like it. Third yeah. Sunday? Whatever. You know, I'm just yeah, saying that because this one, is the man. third Sunday of this month. That's the only reason I'm saying that. I yeah. think that's good. Yeah. 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 I think you just made a schedule. Yeah. You're the yeah. boss, man. Every third Sunday. That could be like, that could be... Chris Hunter. <laughs> hey, John. John Lombardo. That's me. Not Lombardi. Lombardo. Yep. Um, what's this, episode nine? Yeah. We're trying some new shit. Hey, internets. Hi. Let's see what happens. <laughs> they're either, like, right now, because the screen's not facing us, they're either messaging... Hey, jerk-offs, we can't hear a fucking word you're <laughs> yeah, saying. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is all experimental. Nobody fucking knows. Yeah. No clue. If you can't hear us, just listen to it on Sunday. I fucked your mother. <laughs> oh, man. You don't feel too good, dude. No, is I it, feel fine. I'm just a little lethargic. I feel a little tired. I didn't sleep a whole lot last night, and then I got up this morning and... I had to take somebody to work, and I went straight to the gym, and I don't know. I just, uh, and now I just feel a little lethargic, like I didn't sleep enough, and then I go to work later, and so it's going to be, and it's rainy. It's like a kind of, like a chill kind of day. I kind of want to, like, I wish I could call out of work and just be like, fuck this. Do it, man. Do it. Nah, I can't do that. (laughs) I'm like, uh, I'm kind of corny about that, like. That's a, I'm the same way. Yeah, I don't want to fuck it. Like, the people at my job, like my buddy Matt, that's my boy. And my boss, Bill, is like, he's the shit. Like, he really takes care of me. And, uh, you know, I don't want to fuck either one of them over on short notice kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Sometimes you need a uh, mental health day. Oh, well, that'll be tomorrow. Nowadays. Tomorrow yeah. will be mental health day. That's why you got two days off every week. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, fucking get your shit together, kids. Yeah. Stop so, being little jit bags about it. Do I gotta call him the hard C? Nah, let's let's refrain from the hard C this week. Damn. I don't care. You really, you really are <laughs> under the weather, huh? <laughs> John, you're kind of being a cunt right now. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. It's just a joke, dude. I gotta say, are you um? Let's do a little recap. I mean, we last episode we were all hyped up towards the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, they took a they shit the bed. Do you yeah. think they shit the bed? I think they. I mean, I think they lost. Listen, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a hard. I don't know. Football guy. I don't know the logistics of it. There's people who want to blame referees. They want to blame this. They want to blame the field. Look, both teams had to play on the field, right? Yeah. Somebody won, so I mean, you can't blame that. And then you know, I think like if you really break it down, um, 
you know, I'm sure there's, like, at some point in the game, somebody did something that caused the chain reaction. Like, that's what... You know. I mean, I I I don't watch football, Neither but do I, I but I, I did watch this it. game, and I will say that it definitely seemed like at least one time I noticed uh, the receiver of the ball was wide open, yeah. like fucking like dude, he was like the entire field was his, you know, and you think like. I don't know. That I've always thought like... that, like you know, like you practice this day in and day out. Yeah. Like how is how do you fuck it up? Like, and I'm not one to talk. Like I don't play fucking football, yeah. but like even like in hockey, like when I see guys like shooting on the net and the shot goes wide and they, like you fucking shoot pucks in a net for hours every day. How are you not connecting somehow? Like yeah, you know. So I don't know. I mean. Human nature, shit happens. Yeah. The field was sloppy. Like, there's nine million. Things. I think like if we didn't get that offsides call. Yeah. I think that might have been the difference maker. I like to think that like, you know, sometimes like there would be that one. Like I think if that didn't happen, that play is different. And then who knows what would have happened? You know, from that point on. You know. Maybe in the multiverse, in another yeah. in another realm. Hey, listen. You know. you know what? Like, I had a good time. It was a nice Sunday night. I hung out with my family, made some food. What'd you yeah, make? I made some chili, man. I mean, yeah? yeah, I made some, and I don't, I don't ever make chili. Like shit your pants, chili? Well, no. Well, that's the thing. I made it on Sunday for for my mom's house, and she made like this fucking great. So she made like ribs and chicken cutlets and baked macaroni and cheese, and you know, my brother made some kind of potato and shit like that. It was like, there was a lot of good food, a lot of proteins, and uh, I just decided out of the blue I was just going to make chili. I figured that would be easy, and I never really make it, so yeah. it's not something I normally cook, so it would be fun to like kind of try my hand at it, and I just kind of winged it, and it came out really fucking good, Like it came <laughs> out, and everybody was like, this is so good, like, you know, my brother kept some and all that shit, and then, but it was so good that I was like, I should do this again, this was easy enough, and... So I love couple, chili. Yeah, well, a couple of days later, I made another batch, and this time, my girlfriend says it's shit your pants spicy, so <laughs> she doesn't, she don't like it. Like she's really? like, this is not even edible, and I'm like, but everybody else who's eaten it has been like, yeah, it's some banging ass chili. So chili's supposed to be hot. Yeah, I, mean, I that's feel what like it chili should be is, too. Yeah, you know? I but mean, she don't like it. So so before we had kids, I used to make the chili, and I would make. I would put some fire in it, yeah. a little bit of crushed red pepper, a little cayenne, a little heavy on the cayenne, yep. you know, like, it needs a little fire to it. Yeah. I, and, want, I uh, want my mouth to kind of, like, have that feeling afterwards. I want it to creep up on me, too. Like, you take the bite, it's nice and tasty, there's like a sweet hotness to it, but then once that bite goes down, like, your, your mouth starts to fucking start to feel the after effect of the spice. But even... When you think about, like, traditional chili and the way people eat it, like, so we eat ours on rice. Yeah. You put it on a bed of rice, put some cheddar cheese on top of that, and then a chunk of sour cream. The sour cream is to cool it off a little bit. Right. You know? like I don't do that. No? You just I eat do corn chips. From... I like, like, like a corn tortilla chip. Corn chips is chip. good. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that. Hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good, too. Actually, that's funny. I think, I think I was eating chili the other day like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I enjoy it. Well, so... I'll tell you this. So you did chili, and then uh, I went to the mountains, and uh, we watched the game up there with my brother-in-law, who's a diehard Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, he had a spare jersey set aside for me. He was like, "Here, you gonna wear this one? Because this dude yeah. is like, this jersey's gonna be worth a lot of money. This guy's the shit. You know, everybody loves this dude right now." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." So I ended up not even wearing the jersey, but but to, like to me, I was excited because I I brought. I bought these uh, filet mignons 
I spent thirty three dollars a pound. Wow. On these fucking steaks. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna bring these up there. I'm gonna bring my cast iron skillet because to me, that's the way you cook. Yeah, it. you gotta sear it. Yeah. 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 So. I brought my cast iron skillet that was already you know, was already dressed and ready to go, and then, um, uh, you know, like I brought my seasonings and I brought what I needed, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna cook these steaks. You know, this dude is watching his team at the fucking Super Bowl. I don't really care about football, so I'm gonna cook these yeah. up for him. So we did that with sliced potatoes with a bunch of seasoning and oil and shit on them, and it was like, we did we kicked ass. We did yeah. a good fucking meal. That's so, cool. um. It's funny because he's like, uh, I'm not really a filet kind of guy. I kind of like New York strip or I like, you know, he's like, I like other other cuts. And I'm like, all right, well, let me just cook this for you and see, yeah, see what you like, think, you know? You and, can't really go wrong with a filet mignon. Dude. Especially so, if you cook it right. So yeah. I have, I, I think that I have it down to a fucking science. Yeah. Like to me, the cast iron skillet, turn the, turn the fucking stove on high. Yeah. Get the thing glowing, you know? Put some oil in there, let it start popping and bubbling and shit, and a little butter too. And I'm I'm a snob, so I like I get the uh, oh fuck, I just drew a blank. Um, Is it like that whipped butter? No, 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 no. no. The the Irish butter, uh, Kerrygold. Okay, dude, I'm not familiar, but I'll take very your expensive, word for it. good flavor. It's yellow. It's not white in color. Mm-hmm. It's like it's fucking butter. It's good. So I, ch- I take a big chunk of that shit, throw it in the pan too, mix it all up with the olive oil. You put any garlic in there or anything? Nah, so yeah. the seasoning I do, I usually do like a, a little minced garlic in the seasoning. Yeah. And then I fucking dry rub the shit out of both sides of the steak after they've been sitting out for a little while and kind of dried out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, dude, in the pan for no longer than three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes aside. Once you take them off the pan, they're going to cook yeah. internally anyway. So that's the next step is, like, after you cook them in the pan, stick them on a t- cookie uh, tray, put them in the oven on, like, 300 or 350 yeah. for just a little bit. You don't need to right. leave them in there forever, you know? And that way it's still cooking inside and it's fucking perfect, yeah. you know? So, dude, I gave him this steak. You know, I, I cooked everything. He's watching his team. They're going toe-to-toe. Like, the, you know, eagle score, they score. Yeah. Eagle score, they score. Good game. I thought it was a good game. I'm like, damn, man, this is going to be a fucking... It's exciting. This is going to be a close one, you know? So, uh, give him the steak, dude. He's like in heaven. That's nice. You know, he's like over the fucking moon about this. And he's like, I don't know, man. I think think you made a believer out of me, man. These fucking steaks are amazing, you know? That's like a no-brainer, man. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Fucking filet mignon. Well, you know, he's a Kansas guy. He grew up in Kansas, so he's like, you know... You got to have the marbling of the steak and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, that's so true. I, the fat is the flavor. So I did give him one that had a little a little vein of fat in it mm-hmm. to like because me I don't give a shit. I'm I'm a lean kind of guy. Yeah. I think if the steak is the right color, then it'll have still flavor in it. The blood to me is the flavor. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't. Do you don't cook it too much? Like I, yeah. I got to be able to cut into it. See that pink? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, like a, yeah. I'm like a medium. Guy. I'm nah, not a medium I'm, I'm rare. Medium, I'm medium rare. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'll eat it if it's cooked right. It has to be it has to be cooked though. It can't yeah. be like Yeah, it can't be raw, fucking raw. You know? Right. Yeah. I so, went to Las Vegas with my brother and we went to this place that did uh aged steaks. Yeah. In Las Vegas. Yeah. That's like, the new thing that they It was like seventy five dollars a steak, but I swear to God, dude, it might have been the best filet mignon I ever ate in my life. Really? Yeah. So we did that. Uh, there's a restaurant down in Wilmington that my wife took me to for my birthday, and uh, it's neat because they give you all these different 
uh, styles of cut, like samples of them. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, but it's all like different aged meats and like um, I forget what they call that. It's the Japanese, the Japanese Wag, the, wagyu, or wagyu, yeah, wag wagyu or something. I don't yeah, know. wagyu. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like that wagyu. Yeah, so that's that's the style of what they were. And the meat is very expensive. Yeah. Dude, it was like unbelievably expensive. Yep. But it was a very flavorful steak. Even the ones that I didn't care for, like there was a, I guess it was a, a fucking strip steak. But the way it was marbleized, I do understand why guys like that. Yeah. You know? Flavorful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I dig it, man. Yeah. So, so the Eagles didn't, they didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You know what's funny is uh, somebody, so I met this, uh, the valet when we went to the water park with my kids this week, uh, uh-huh. like on Tuesday, we, we took them to that water park up there at Camelback. The valet's a New York guy and he's like, oh, you're a Philly guy, ah, and he's got like this smile on his face and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I told him the same bullshit that I tell all New Yorkers. And um, so then I'm like, you know, like, let me tell you the honest truth though, is like when you're from Philly, you're kind of used to losing, yeah. you know, like, like, dude, in Philly, like... Like, I don't think anybody's, like, really heartbroken unless you start running your mouth. Like, the yeah. Cowboys fans right now running their mouth. I think they're heartbroken. You might get fucked up, you know? Yeah. Like, nobody wants to hear your fucking mouth. Yeah. You guys didn't even make it to the Super Bowl, so yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. You know? Like, you know, I don't understand people that are, like, I mean, I said that before. Like, why are you critical of your home team? Like, yeah. your dude's just wearing your fucking clothes. They're not yeah. from the city. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, look... That's who you root for. You root for your home team. That's yeah. it. You know? Like, I don't turn on fucking hockey and then root for another team. Yeah, you know? yeah I root yeah. for the Flyers. Like, even though they suck or whatever. But once the Flyers get knocked out of it, I start picking favorites. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, people shit on me because, like, the Bruins are, like, my backup team. Yeah. You know? But I like the Bruins for some reason. I don't know. I feel like Philly guys like uh, Boston teams. If it's yeah. not, if you're not going to, I feel that way. It's kind of like a similar city to a certain extent. I mean, we're on opposite sides in New York, and I feel yeah. like we're like the uh, we got to gang up on New York, yeah. you know. So, like to me, when it comes to baseball, like if if the Boston is doing good, I'm gonna cheer for yeah. them, you know. Fuck the Yankees, right. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not rooting for a New York team. <laughs> Fuck that. So yeah. Uh, anyway, man, it's been a crazy week. It's uh, a lot of weird shit. Happening yeah. out there to fucking Ohio, that derailed train. That's terrible, you know. So what's... So they're saying it was a government train that flipped and, and derailed, and it was like a huge explosion. Yeah. Dude, this is turning into like a conspiracy Yeah, and thing, I don't like to know? get too crazy with that, but like sometimes like... I think it's the way that like there's so much withholding of information that how else are you supposed to think? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if if you're just being told half truths all the time, mm-hmm. then you just think you're being lied to. Yeah. You know, like the shit with me, you know, I made the joke about the UFO thing, but like that really happened. Yeah. And no more details about it. Just crazy, you know. ain't it? Yeah, it's weird. But so like even on a like a military standpoint, I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like, you know, it's fucking strange to me that China is getting so froggy and sending all these spy balloons and shit over. Like, dude, it's it looks like we're really starting to push towards something big here, and yeah. it's it's kind of scary. Yeah. You know, 
I got I got young guys that I know, and I'm just like, dude, you're a young guy. They're not gonna call me. Yeah, right. I'm fucking old. I'm 41. Yeah. They don't they don't give a shit about me no more. You know, they want your strong back. They don't mm-hmm. want mine. <sighs> I hope I hope it don't go like that, but. You never know. It's fucking weird to me that, like... And not knowing is, you know, a lot of the frustration. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like... Yeah. It's... And, like, that's... You, you kind of understand where, like, some of these people come out with, like, these wild conspiracy theories and, you know, why people become, like, you know, fucking, uh, what, what are they, doomsday preppers and shit like that. Because you just... You, you start to just distrust things, you know? Well, I mean, we can only go by the knowledge that we know. Now, me as an ex-military person, I look at all of the circumstances involved, and I do believe we are on the precipice of a major world conflict. Yeah. I, I, I do sincerely believe that, like... um, And it seems like we're the target, in my opinion. And I'm not being paranoid by saying that, but, like... We just, over the last 50 years, we fucked around with a lot of people, and a lot of people are still pissed off at us, you know. And we got our hands in a lot of regime changes and shit. Dude, the Middle East hates us. I mean, you know, like, not the people necessarily, but it's like government influence, you know. And, Mm -hmm. like, so the Middle East has a resentment towards us. Russia has always had a resentment towards us. China now thinks that they want to be the new world power, but they just can't. Right. You can't. You make dog shit products. Nobody wants anything that you design on your own. Like, you literally steal our technology and sell it back to us. Hmm. You know? Which, so that is economic warfare, which will eventually turn into real warfare. Like, people don't see the big picture here, but Trump trying to create embargoes and shut down countries like China from stealing our technology was really bad and good. Like, like somebody has to do it. Somebody has to say, dude, that's enough. We're fucking done with you trying to sell us counterfeit fucking Louis Vuitton bags all the time or knock off iPhones or whatever. Yeah. Somebody has to say it. And I get leery of, like, putting my fucking card information in, like, these weird fucking sites that sell the fucking $3 fucking, you know, fucking, uh, like, you get, like, a pair of fucking nice-ass shoes for 10 bucks off of some weird site, and it's like, I'm not putting my fucking information in there, you know? So, it seems to me that the, like, the hacker, the hacker community is just ramping up. I have people that are doing weird shit now that like I sell stuff on Facebook marketplace and Mm -hmm. people are like messaging me and they're like, I want to buy that. Send me your Zelle, uh, link. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. Cause you do, you have a blank Facebook page Mm -hmm. with no information on it. You didn't even ask me where the fuck I am. Like, I this is not a real it. human. Yeah. You're not a real person because... It fucking aggravates the balls off of me. Well... I mean, it could be so much as, like, something as simple as, like, liking a picture of, like, a hot chick on Instagram. Yeah. And then two minutes later, you got, like, fucking 15 new followers that are, like, just bots. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Like... I don't know, man. I think it's all... The digital... The digital, um... The digital crimes, the the shit that's going on on the internet yeah. is, like, uncontrollable. There's so many times that I just want to get rid of, like, all of my social media. Like, as much as I, like, enjoy so many aspects of it. Like, sure. 
you know, I love talking to people that I don't see anymore on Facebook. Like, I love talking, keeping in touch with my friends from Philadelphia and shit like that. And, um, you know, like, that's the whole point of it for me. Sure. And, you know, I love posting my artwork and shit like that. I love doing the stuff for our podcast on Earth. But, like, for me, I feel like, like, if I just got rid of it all, I'd, like, suddenly I think the world would become much larger to <laughs> me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I might be happier without it. You know, yeah, yeah. it's sad, you know, most likely. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? And I mean, because I think like you get fed all this information through it where you think like, oh, that's going to happen. This is going to happen. If you weren't connected to it and you never knew that and nothing ever happened like that stress would never even exist for you. you yeah. Know what I mean, like I just think it's like done more harm than good. You know, sadly. at this point, I agree with you, yeah. you know, and it's a shame because it seems like. It seems like that's the only direction this is all going. Yeah. It's like, dude, we are literally slowly climbing into the matrix. Yeah. You know? Like to and me, it's like, like to me, you. you look at you look at kids and they have now they have goggles uh-huh. that they live in virtual yeah. worlds. That's how they, they have play. fucking headphones on. So like, dude, you're It's sad, man. You're not connected to this outside no. fucking world. And it, then the moment you tell them to take the shit off, they lose their mind. Yeah. It's like a drug. Yeah. It's like a fucking drug. Which, you know, like, you know, I grew up in the eighties and nineties and you know, I had a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo and I played it way too fucking much and but I always wanted to go out. Like if the yeah. option was to go out and do something with like I, that was my that's what I'd rather do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to sit in here and do this for six hours. But now it's like it's not like that. And it's like what the my, fuck, man. My nephew that's visiting right now, dude, he's got a game console in my living room. Mm-hmm. And I walk in and I watch him and he's got the earpiece and the headphones. You're talking to and, somebody else and you're playing like and dude, I don't want to sound like an old man who's like but like I just think like you're missing out. You are missing out, dude. Well, so, like, to me, there's, um, I think we put ourselves in these traps, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we don't even realize. We put ourselves on the wrong end of a blowjob is what it happens. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you, you don't even realize it when you're doing it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Such a great saying. Mm. You're on the wrong end of a blow. <laughs> How's that guy's dick taste? <laughs> I just, Dude, I that know, was man. a good one. I'm, I'm clipping that one. Yeah. <laughs> you put yourself on the wrong end of a blowjob. Oh, shit. See, we need to get back off this, this yeah. fucking doomsday <laughs> shit, man, and start telling some fucking well, that's the, jokes. That's kind of the whole point. Like, for me, like, that's why I do this, because, like, you know, like, I want to come in here and, like, just enjoy the things I enjoy yeah. and talk about it with you and stuff like that without, like, creating, like, this air of animosity or whatever. But, like, sometimes I just can't help but feel like a disgruntled old guy. You know? Well, I think it's it's our... I think it's what we can choose to be, you know? Like, yeah. I think we could... Dude, I'm the same way. These other shows that I did, especially the political one that I did. I bet you it was stressful. Dude, it got so insanely stressful Mm -hmm. that uh, I had these libertarian uh, Instagram accounts that I just kept. And it's, it's it's such a... Uh, an addiction because like I gained a bunch of followers because you find yourself arguing all day well no it's not even that like like so like I think on the Instagram and like the uh the different stuff like that like you fall into these echo chambers 
And it's addicting because, like, dude, I gained a bunch of followers. I still have the accounts. Right. I am still collecting followers. People still love my content. I haven't posted on it like a year or more because it just it consumed so much of my time. My kids are playing in the living right in front of me, and I'm more concerned with making with a meme yeah. about what Joe Biden did or forgot or I do it some too, stupid man. shit he I said. I find myself scrolling for fucking hours sometimes. I'm like, fuck, man, put this down. Dude, it's it's such a bad addiction. And then, like, so I literally told myself, I need to back away from the politics. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I am not fixing this. No. I can't fix this. No. People are going to think the way they think. Dude, it's uh, so I. It's literally one of these moments when the Serenity Prayer, uh, which I think is one of the greatest philosophical ideas on the you know ever, ever was said. that the, the uh, giving the grace to to change, change what, what I can, can and yeah, uh, or what to accept what I can't change, to change what I can, and to know the difference, right, which right. is the most important part. Yeah. of I mean, in life, in life, that's the whole reality of things. Is like if you're in a bad relationship. And you're constantly trying to fix it, mm-hmm. but it's not changing. Yeah. Perhaps this is unchangeable, you know? And, like, that's the reality of it. Or your job. or You know, like, there's there's so many facets of where that is applicable. And it's kind of terrifying because it's like people are so aligned with their viewpoint. Sure. To such an extreme that it's like... Like, don't you realize, like, the whole idea of politics is to have different viewpoints, like, individual viewpoints, and kind of meet it out? Well, that's what democracy is supposed to be. Right. You're supposed to meet it out and come to a conclusion. And it's like, this is like fucking years and years and years of never coming to a conclusion. Like, we're fucking, like, we're one country. You know what I mean? So, I think, in my head, when I look at, like, Congress... You know, when I look at Congress and the, uh, they call it political gridlock, and I think to myself, it looks like, like, they're so stupid that they can't even realize that they, they can't change anything because they're too busy arguing. Yeah. But then there's another part of me that maybe sounds paranoid, and I think, dude, they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. They, they know, because right now, things really aren't horrible when you compare us to the rest of the world and this is where americans fall short in my opinion we look at ourselves in previous moments and we're like oh my god in the 1950s everything was great not for everybody in this country right fucking be a black guy in the 1950s and see how fucking well that black dude in 1977 jesus like not like not to sound like i'm just trying to like yeah yeah but like yeah. You know, like you th- you sit there and you think there's like all this change that came about. Like, yeah. listen, dude, I grew up in Grace Ferry in Philadelphia. Yep. And it was very old school when it oh, came yeah. to race relations. Same here. You Same know what here. I mean? Dude, in the 90s, living in Eddystone, yeah. Eddystone was a hard, right. racist, white town. And there was only a few of us, the outliers, the fringe kids, the skateboarders and... Maybe that didn't some, give a shit. Maybe right. some kids that played basketball and didn't mind. They wanted a challenge. Like, oh, let the kids from Chester come over because yeah. they're fucking good, you know? And, like, uh, I mean, uh, that's how change occurs. But on the same token, like, I always try to explain to Americans, you want to see how fucking great we're doing? There are homeless people walking around with wheezies on. Thousand yeah. dollar fucking shoes. Yeah. Dude, you're not going to see that in, in real poor places around the world. 
Mm-hmm. Dude, I've been to real poor places, and let me tell you something. It is fucking mind-blowing when you, like, see people that are literally starving to death. Yeah. You know? People that so, are, like, like, fucking washing their clothes in, like, a stream, and it's, like, they defecate in one side of it. They get their drinking water out of another side of it, and in the yeah, middle, man. they're washing their clothes. Like, Yeah, dude. Yeah. It is it is that bad. Yeah. You know? It's so, like different culture everywhere you go. So, like, that's, like, to me, when, when you see... Uh, politicians and they're doing this you know this banter this bullshit and they're arguing and the fucking republicans fucking democrats sometimes i often wonder is it all part of the plan just to keep us entertained keep us like divided well divided but but divided it's really about keeping so we have a population of 330 million fucking people and And a lot of us are all lulled to sleep you well, I mean? but I think you got to keep them, keep them doing something. Mm-hmm. So like whether it's arguing or entertained or watching football or like, because at the end of the day, I think there's nothing more destructive than a bored group of people. Yeah. You know, a bored group of people that has nothing to do. You want to see something? Go down to fucking Virginia or West Virginia. One, Some of them, they call it the... Um, what do they call that uh, when there is a food deficiency? There's no, there's nowhere to go. There's no shopping malls. There's nothing down there. They're so fucking poor, but they have the worst drug problems in the entire nation. And they're inbred and they're fucking... And it, I'm, not, I'm not saying no, that to I insult know, them. No, I know. you in a derogatory way. But mm-hmm. it's just so destructive because there is nothing to do. The coal mines are shut down. There's nowhere right. for these people to work. There's no fucking food stores. There's just drugs and violence and, like, chaos, you know? So, and the same when you looked at, like, communities in the 80s when the crack epidemic was occurring and people were, like, afraid to start a business in in an all-black community. And, like, anytime you look throughout history and see extreme poverty, you see the worst of the worst. And it's not like that's far from, I mean, you go to Kensington. Yeah. You know, that's not that far away Kensington from Kensington is the wild fucking west. It's insane, you know? man. It's sad and it's fucked up. And it's You're just, in it's the insane. city limits. Yep. And the cops don't go there. They I mean, are what is it, 30 minutes from here? Yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. You'll see fucking tents with fucking homeless guys with yeah. fucking little grills and shit sitting out yep. there and like shooting up heroin. And right, it, they're right not on. even shooting up heroin, do they? They're shooting up shit they don't even know what the fuck they're putting in their body anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what these chemicals are. Yeah. Like, I bet you if you were to take blood from somebody who's doing drugs and you were to fucking find out what's in their system, there's probably shit in there that you can't even fucking identify. Well, and that's the scary part is, is when you get so fucking desperate, especially with addiction, I do yeah. know this. Do these people, when you're so bad... You literally stop giving a fuck. Yeah, you, know? you just like, want to get well so or like, get fucked up. Or... Well, like, so, like, even, like, uh, like I, I've heard of stories about, like, people going into rehabs and they were, like, just... Shooting they water? DTing so bad that they drank. Like, say they were a bad alcoholic. They would drink, like, perfume or... Yeah. or uh, uh, There's certain like floor cleaners, nail, nail polish remover, yeah. like something to try and get. You can get high drinking like like fucking floor cleaners and have GHB in them. Yeah, you know dude. what I mean. You know that's terrible. So it's it's when you get desperate enough and you're out there and you're living on the streets and 
even the people that cut the drugs are usually drug addicts too. So right. like, you're, or they just want to make money off it and they're cutting it and stomping it to the point that you know. Uh, I mean, yes and no. I, I I do believe that there are evil people out there, but I I, I have a tendency to to think that a lot of it is out of desperation. You know, I have seen some evil shit on this planet and most of the time it's somebody just trying to survive, trying to survive or neglect. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you see the worst of the worst. You hear about stories about people pimping their children out and it's not that they, you know, I don't think they're inherently evil people. I think they're just so fucking desperate in, in their moment that they consider doing such an unbelievably disgusting thing yeah you know which to me is like i mean once you cross that threshold dude you, you it's like a piss and a point of no return kind of thing dude you earned yeah. a bullet as far yeah. as i can tell you know like i mean it i'm glad to be in recovery i'm glad to be where i'm at today but like if i relapsed and it ever got that bad i would probably kill myself if it got that bad mm. you know like i couldn't imagine doing something so heinous you know oh no this is a very serious episode. Yeah, this My went crazy. God, dude. This we were supposed to talk about food. God damn, man. <laughs> damn, dude. I know. Half hour dark. in, and we're just like it's politics dark. and paranoid. That's and why UFO. I don't like to talk about p- politics. Like, yeah. Because I just feel like, like it's never going to be a good conversation. And like nobody ever is like, man, they're doing a great job. I nah. mean, other than the Trumpies, you know, the Trumpies are like, and listen, I miss man, that fucking. If something guy. <laughs> if something goes down in this country where it comes down to like, you know, the liberals really got to go at it with the right wingers, the right wingers gonna wipe you the fuck out. Like I'm not taking sides, but like they're mm. the only ones that are willing to fucking stand up for their shit in a certain way like i don't know man that's debatable i don't know so i don't know that's why i'm glad i'm not like that the problem is is liberals when they're mad enough burn cities to the ground yeah that's true that has happened a lot of liberals um are ex-military there are a lot of people that came Mm. out of the military i mean it's just i think the i think the coin is who's more brazen or something i don't know but it's just you know, Republicans own guns. Democrats know how to use them. That maybe they own guns, but they're illegal. I don't know. I you know, no I don't. I, I'm not accusing anybody. It's of a nothing. it's a scary fucking thought, man. You know. Especially... I don't think I don't think that you know what the crazy thing is is I don't think that the media. I think the media uh, stands back and measures the uh, temperature of the current climate, and then they make adjustments. I think the media controls. Oh it all. yeah. You know, right now I'm watching shows and movies and different content and I'm noticing that there's a subtle, very subtle uh, push to like, oh, well, here's this barista and, uh, you know, she's, you know, he, this, this barista, he's very liberal. He's very, he's a New York guy. He's a, he's a writer in the making and he's going to go live with this very blue collar family. And it's, it's like they're slowly just trying to say, hey, listen, look, they're nice people. They're okay. You don't mm-hmm. have to be afraid of... Which is weird because a few years ago, it was like, they're fucking evil. These fucking white, blue-collar pieces of shit are fucking terrible humans. And that's... Like, dude, that, that was the general consensus that I felt when I watched TV or the news or anything. It was like, dude, these, look at it. Look at all these Trump people. They're all just stone cold fucking white people. Well, first of all, no, they're not, dude. There are a lot of black conservatives coming yeah. out of the woodwork 
And like, but the media was pushing it so hard yeah. that like the Trumpies were all stone cold. I don't even fucking bother watching news you know? outlets. I don't even bother. It's yeah. the agenda that they're always. Well, trying that's the to thing. And then you find one me... that you think that is going to be like not that. Like I just want somebody who's going to report facts. Yeah. Like, I just want to know the truth. Which and is then, impossible now. Yeah, man. And then you find out that that outlet has a fucking them. agenda too. Yeah. That's the thing that I wish more than anything we could fix in this country is just going back to like the, uh, uh, what is, what is the guy that they always talk about? Walter Conkright, just very like Walter Cronkite. Yeah. Just very yeah. cut and dry. Like, yep. Today there was a shooting in Philadelphia. This is yeah. what occurred, you know, like, and just, just fucking just tell me the sequence of events as it happened. Yeah. No opinion. And what the outcome was. I don't care what you think. Walter yeah. Cronkite. I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I think that was his his thing, is he wasn't a very yeah. opinionated person, and you didn't know yeah. how he politically thought. Right, which is he was the just way, there to report the news, you know? I mean, if we could all learn to be a little more uh, uh, guarded, I mean, that's why they say don't talk about religion or politics. It's not right. necessary, no. you know? If we were a truly open-minded nation, none of that bullshit would matter, mm-hmm. you know? You're a Christian, I'm a Muslim, this guy's a Jew, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Or vice versa. You you lean a little socialist, I lean a little capitalist. It's doesn't weird matter. because like I feel like that's like in real life, it doesn't matter. Like I go well, to look work. at the Eagles. Look at watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. It didn't matter on that fucking day. Yeah, it didn't matter. Dude, if you were standing in a bar, did you really give a shit that the right. guy next to you was this or that or you whatever? Didn't. You, didn't you care fucking about care. And like I go to work, I work with like every fucking walk of life, every nationality. I don't give a shit. For an, I mean, I don't give a shit every day, all day. Yeah. But nobody else there gives a shit for those eight hours. You know who I think... You know who I'm going to... Today's today's cunts... You know who today's cunts are? Canadians, dude. <laughs> dude, they're, they're sleepers. Yeah. They're sleepers, Sleeping dude. cunts. They're sleepers. They're they're cunts, dude. They're, they're up there. They're just like, life is good. We're happy. You know, like... We have great comedians. Well, we, why is that? Put, I mean, why why are they? Do they but they're, like they're dude. They're sneaking up on us. They're sneaking yeah. up on us. They're trying to take us, dude. I think they're. Do we need <laughs> to just fucking go to war with Canada? I think you know. Nah. Fuck Canada. But you do know? you think maybe they're doing something right that we're not doing? No, I think they got their problems. I think they, I think they live in the shadow of us big jerk offs. Having like being like the glaring. Uh, dude, they have corruption. They have their problems. Yeah. They have. Uh, do you remember that uh, the funniest fucking politician ever? I think he's dead now. I can't remember his name. I want to say it was Rob something or other. The guy was like smoking crack. Really? And like, yeah, he was just fucking out there. He was out there. I think he was Canadian. I think if you're going to be a comedian, you should be a drug addict. Now this guy was a politician. Oh, he's a politician. He's a politician. He's about uh, Wiener, the... the guy that no, used to no, get blowjobs no, no, all the no, time. No, 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 blowjobs. The fucking dude, man. They made a. a I'm gonna find out who this fucking dude was because every story I ever heard about him, I was like, this dude is out there. Like he was so funny. <laughs> like it was so amusing to watch him. Yeah. But I'm almost positive he was a Canadian politician. Really? Yeah, I'm, I might be wrong. I he love it. For all I know, he might have been from fucking Illinois or some shit. I don't know, but he died. He eventually died, but he was just out there like From fucking smoking crack? out there yeah he was like smoking crack he was fucking i, I mean <laughs> i gotta look up his exploits i don't want to do it right now while we're talking but jesus christ man like every day me and my buddy mark used to just laugh and laugh and fucking be like oh this guy is fucking classic like i love a character you yeah know what i mean like i just love a character sure and this dude was a fucking character i want to say his name was rob 
fucking think of his last name. Fat, white guy. That's funny. Just did not look like the kind of guy that would be doing what he was doing. <laughs> I think he had a brother who was also a politician. and it, Dude, it was just... I got to find this fucking... It's, this conversation is going to go nowhere with me just Ah, that's all it. right. But, dude... I'm going to find him. I'm going to send it to you. You can read up on it. We could text about it later or some shit. But it, this dude was fucking hilarious, man. I love it. Man. I love shit like that. I love when, like, when when somebody who's, like, uh, looks a certain way, they get outed for being something else. It almost makes me, like, like them for, like, unless it's something really fucking heinous. Well, I like, I mean, I love the surprises. Like, yeah. when, the, when the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan got <laughs> caught with a black tranny. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, 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 come yeah. on. Yeah, that's funny. That's, that's some funny That's fucking good shit. comedy, man. Right. This guy's over here preaching to all his fucking, <laughs> you know, his fucking homies, you yeah. know. Get rid of all them hard end bombs, you know. Meanwhile, yeah. he's like, yeah, I got a hundred bucks. <laughs> come on over here. What did he find him on? Fucking Craigslist? Like where Probably. <laughs> I don't know. A blowjob's a blowjob. <laughs> Dude, I never understood that mentality either. What's that? People that say shit like that, like, oh, I'd let it blow me. <laughs> like, Dude. <laughs> fucking nuts, man. Yeah. It is weird. I don't know, man. I don't know. They're, listen, at the end of the day, I think uh, I think some dudes would fuck a hole in the ground, you know? Like, I, I think to me, like, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, uh, like you got all these standards until it's put in front of your face, and you're like, "Yeah, I think I'll do that." Yeah. Do you think that's true though? Like, I think I, I, I've I mean, I'm not taking a blowjob from a tranny. No. No. If a blowjob. If a tranny walked up here and was like, "What if the Fuck tranny no. was? What if the tranny was good looking?" No. I mean, unless I didn't know. If you didn't know, and if I didn't know, if I was completely what oblivious. What if the tranny, you didn't know, the tranny started blowing you? And this is all hypothetical. I'm not going to blow a job from anybody. I'm just saying. I just want your old lady to hear this particular part, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just, my, my point being, like, if you didn't know, and it was so convincing that it was a woman, then you don't know. Like, that doesn't. What about halfway through? She's like. All right, stop. By the way, oh, man. Nah, nah, I'd be like, all right, you got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Nah, I don't, I mean. Are you going to fuck my dick next? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, trans community, no, no, not making and I'm fun not, of you. Yeah, I'm not taking a shit on you for being trans. I'm this saying, is like, the problem, man, is like you can't even make nah, that can't. joke. You can't even joke. And somebody will feel attacked by this, but really... What the joke is, is the insecurity of the straight man. Yeah, yeah, That's really, to yeah. me, the funny part. Yeah, Pat I... Oswald does a great fucking bit about that. He did a great thing where he was talking about a guy on Cops. Got stopped by the cops and uh, turned out that the, the chick that was blowing him was a dude. And the guy just looked at the cop and was like, let me go. Just let me go. <laughs> like, you know, like, because he was like, you know, like, I got, like, some dude's saliva drying, drying up on my dick. Like, what more? I'm on TV. Like, what What more do you need to do to me? Like, come on. Let me go. Yeah. You got me on TV. My wife's watching Yeah, this. right, right. I, do, I just got a blowjob from a dude. Like, I didn't know. Like, come on. Just cut me a fucking break. Yeah. Cut me a break. This guy just sucked my dick, man. I didn't know. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. That's fucking funny. See, conspiracy. This is the uh, this is the uh, smorgasbord episode. This we're one's just gonna, all over the fucking place. We're man. talking about everything, dude. Yeah, I always think like halfway through some of these, we're just gonna scrap them. Nah, like, we're not putting that one out. I, I'll never do that. And what's crazy is like, the, and then like the the one that we did with Mark. 
Yeah. The whole time we were recording, I'm like, man, this is going nowhere. We're fucking up left and right. And then I went back and listened. I was like, I love this episode. This episode is so much fucking fun. I think the fun ones are like this when you just... Dude, people... I think people just enjoy hearing two... Banter. Two guys. Two fucking morons talk. Dude, Dude, (laughs) I do. I love it. There's nothing better than like... I think like, if there's people out there that are listening and they're getting angry at us, just don't don't listen anymore because I'm not going to get any smarter. Well, you know? <laughs> I mean, listen, man. At the end of the day, I I stand on the ground that, like, first of all, I have nothing against trans people no, or anybody. Do I. I don't have anything. Like, if anybody. you're offended by something that we made a joke about, I I strongly. I strongly stand on the ground that, dude, it's just a joke, and I'm not attacking yeah. trans people and saying they're horrible. No. It's like that bullshit that happened with me on TikTok where they were like, right. oh. But that's the thing. You know? It's like now you got to fall into some fucking algorithm. Like, a fucking computer can't understand the context of what you're saying. So it's difficult, man, because, like, dude, I, I wanted to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. And now to the point... Now you're like, why this- would I put myself through the stress of even trying? I don't want to have to sit here and explain. I, yeah. I feel like I'm explaining myself right now, and I'm yeah. like uh, kind of annoyed that I have yeah. to. Yep. You know, like, dude, I'm like, not. Do you I'm don't not like it? To... Don't fucking listen. Yeah, don't man. listen. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Listen to something else that you like. Yeah, man. And be happy. That's it. Don't worry. Yep. Be, be happy. happy. Whatever happened to that jerk off? Mm-hmm. Beating on his chest and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think he used instruments. It was all like you know. Oh, really? I think so. The original? Bobby McFerrin? Is that who did it? Yeah. Oh. I think that was his whole deal. I feel like that's... It's like a gimmick. Really? Yeah, like the fucking Spoon Man from fucking Soundgarden. The guy who plays the fucking spoons in Seattle. Really? Yeah, I think. I think that like Bobby McFerrin was like a fuck. I don't think he had any other fucking songs. Yeah? I don't... I mean, I'm sure he had so a fucking only, album, but... I, that song always sticks in my head. It's a catchy fucking tune. So, like, I think... Th- the greatest, uh, like, use for that song was when, in this movie called uh, Jarhead, with uh, I Jake that. Gyllenhaal, he's sitting in basic training, and he's like, they play that song in the background while he's, like, dreading the training, and yeah. I just think, like, it's so perfect, because, like, I remember, like, those dog days of, like, dude, this sucks, mm-hmm. this fucking sucks, and the mellowness of the song is like where you wish you could be mentally. Yeah, yeah. But you're under so much stress and like the, uh, there's no, like you have no control over. Like yeah. they tell you like, all right, we're eating at 12. We're going to fucking do this at five. Then you're going to go back and do this. And you're, like Ugh. your whole life is controlled. Yeah. And like, you know, like it's just like you you go from being a high school kid with unlimited fucking freedom to that yeah, that's I mean, and it's only two months but you think to yourself like this is the end that's of a long the two months dude it is a long that's what i'm saying like months. people don't realize in real time how long things actually take i was talking to a buddy of mine we were talking about like fucking exercising <laughs> and how he would like run for five minutes on the treadmill and i go run yeah for five fucking minutes on a treadmill like dude that's a long fucking time to be running so let me tell you this if you ever, uh, like sometimes throughout the day, I'll look at my clock and be like, holy shit. Where did I've been the time go? I've been awake since 4 a.m. Yeah. And it's fucking noon already. Dude, I blink my eyes and hours go yeah. by. But then if I sat down and now, so when I was in the army, the way we did physical training uh, test to, to see how physically fit you were, 
there was three circumstances. There was two minutes of push-ups, how many you can do, mm-hmm. two minutes of sit-ups, how many you can do, and there was a, a standard of how much Which a is a man, long two minutes. Well, 18 to 25 or something like that, this is how many you were supposed to do, men, and then women, 18 to 25, were supposed to do this much. And then the last criteria was a two-mile run. And then I think back then for me, like just to pass with 70% was to run it under 16.9 uh, minutes. Yeah. Which is... That's a lot. Uh, I mean, it is and it isn't. It's like a it's like a relatively quick jog, you it, know? It takes me about 23 minutes to walk a mile. Yeah. You know? To yeah. walk a mile. Yeah, so 16.9 is like a light... It's like a... Well, it's a, it's a pretty swift jog, yeah. you know? And then there's guys out there that were running the mile... Or two miles, they were running it in like ten and a half minutes, which is like unbelievable. Yeah. You are fucking sprinting yeah. for that entire ten and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Dude, one time when I was a kid, man, it was like one of the most, high school ninth grade for me was like one of the most terrifying times of my life. Yeah, because I like I guess like grade school, like I don't want to get too deep about it, but like for me, grade school was very f- like family. Like, yeah, those kids were my family. I saw them for nine years, day in and day out. We knew things about each other. Like, we were tight. And then you go to high school. Like what? This guy had a mole on his dick? or like? No, no, no. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. You know, like, you know, like so-and-so came to school one day. He had a fucking roach in his ear. But we didn't shit on him because he had a fucking, you know, he just could have roaches in his house or whatever, you know? Like He had a roach in his ear for real? (laughs) Dude, like, no bullshit. Oh, my God. You're like, yo, dude, there's something in your fucking ear. And he went and, like, God, it was a fucking roach. Dude, that is the creepiest thing in the world. It was fuck, bro. It was crazy. I would have lost my mind. Yeah. Dude, the bug's trying to eat your brains. <laughs> fucking crazy, Ugh. dude. Crazy. I've heard stories about that, and I was like, dude, I would fucking freak out. I would stab myself in the, in yeah. the ear with an ice I used pack. to get paranoid because I saw a fucking Star Trek 2 where the fucking bug went in the dude's ear and like <sighs> made him crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, but anyway, so like I was saying, when I got in ninth grade, like they took us out of the environment of like, you know, it was all dudes. Yeah. Like I went to, high, to an all-boy Catholic high school. Okay. Everybody had to dress the same, all this shit. It was just different. Yeah. And, uh, and also, like, these were kids I had never seen in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were from all different parts of fucking South Philly. All And it's our all fucking 15-year-old boys. We're just, like, got all this testosterone. We all want to prove something to each other. Like Pieces you know. of shit. Yeah, we were being fucking jerk-offs. We were, yeah. doing, then we were a lot of fucking 15-year-old fights. boys are jerk-offs. It dude. was rough, dude. And plus, I don't know any of these kids. Not like I played sports and saw them on other teams or anything like that. So, like... Um, but I remember, like, I was, a, like, a heavy-set kid, you know? I wasn't, like, you know, I'd been a nerd my whole life. I was just drawing and fucking doing shit like that. Like, that was that was my, like, activity. We went in the gym class, man, and we had this fucking, this gym teacher, Mr. Rapino, And this dude was, like, fucking jacked. He looked like Clark Kent. Like, he <laughs> had, like, glasses, but he was jacked. And, um, we... Wait, somebody, like, the Dean Kane. Clark Kent? Is that the one you're talking about? Maybe a little older. I don't know. But he just looked like a fucking, like a strong fucking dude just dressed like a nerd. Um. You know what I mean? Like a strong dude dressed like a nerd. Okay. Okay. And and I was dreading it all year because we had this massive fucking field that they played soccer, football on and all the shit. And it had a track that went around the entire field. And every time I drive past 25th Street Bridge, I'd see this fucking field. And I dreaded going to high school because I knew the kids had to run around this fucking track. And uh, we go in there. And I, I mean... 
I'd be exaggerating. I think I said on the last show I was like 185 pounds when I was 11. That's a huge exaggeration. I couldn't have been more than about a buck fifty or so. Sure. But anyway, I was short, fat, you know, okay. fucking Italian kid from South Philly. He picks me out of the group and puts me in the front of the line <sighs> to run around this fucking track. The first day in gym class, and I was just like, fuck me. That was the longest run of my entire life. Yeah. Um, and like I started booking. I was like, just let me get this over with. This. And I just found something in me to get it done. And I'm fucking going fast. And the kid behind me was athletic. And he's saying, yo, motherfucker, slow down. Slow down. Like he's telling <laughs> me. Slow. But he was an athlete. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I figured yeah. he'd be happy that I was going fast, you know. But it was like, man, I fucking <laughs> dreaded that shit. And I mean, we had to do it. Kids were throwing up. Like, there really? were kids that were fatter than, you know, like, big fat kids that were, like, throwing up afterwards. It was a long fucking run. I wonder if he was ex-military, because that's a very... Mili- he was a football guy. I know he played football. Well, the military definitely does that. Like, yeah. they'll take the slow guy and put him up front no. to set the pace, and right. that way everybody runs at the same pace. I think because- I was, like, in the middle. Well, you don't want... I wasn't quite a fucking, like, huge kid, but I yeah. wasn't. All, I also wasn't, like, a kid that could really fucking blow it out of the water either. I was kind of, like, in the middle. Yeah, so in the military, you don't want to break formation. You want to run in formation, and you want, you want it to look nice and clean like you're right. a unit. So, yeah. like, to put all the gazelles up front and all the heavier kids in the back, I was short and stocky. Right. Like, when I was in the military, I was, like, uh, I mean, I wasn't... I wasn't stocky then. I was actually probably pretty skinny, really. I was like maybe 150 and 5'6", so I was probably like a skinny kid. But but I just, I'm short. I don't run that well. Like, I'm just not built for running, man. You know? I could pick, even back then, I could pick up my body weight and carry it. Oh, no shit, yeah. Oh, yeah, and carry it That puts you in a pretty pretty high percentage of strong, like, I think that's like puts you in the top 5% of people. Yeah. Like, as far as strength goes. Like yeah. Like, to be able to lift your own body weight, or, like, to bench press your own body weight. Yeah, I could do it now. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. I could do a lot more than my own body weight, wow. actually. Yeah, I don't think but I, I could. But I move... I mean, I'm I'm climbing up cranes, and yeah, I'm, like, yeah. moving you're, engine you're blocks like, around my shop. You're deceptively strong, probably. Like, like, a second nature kind of strong. Yeah, so I've, I've heard that from a few people. Yeah. You know, a few people... Like, I think you told me you do a lot of push-ups, right? I do do a lot of push-ups. That's fucking amazing i do 60 to 70 push-ups a night just wow. to burn myself out before i go to bed that's awesome and that's in one sitting dude i might do 25 to 50 push-ups every couple days yeah i mean i make it a point it, to do them i do them at work like you know when but it takes there. time to get to that like like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a shoulders guy like i have big arms and shoulders so like but it took 20 years of doing yeah. push-ups dude when i was in the army to do when i was in high school i could do 50 at a time Really? Yeah. Well, I think 50 or maybe 55 or 60 was probably the best I ever did in the Army. But recently, when I was doing them every day, I got up to like 75, almost 80 push-ups nonstop. Just That's awesome. Just knock them out, you yeah. know? And I mean, it's just, I just think over time, like your body kind of develops a certain way. I my little brother. Stronger. Well, my little brother's a tall, skinny guy. He can't do a, a lot of push-ups. And he, he was like, dude, I can't believe you can do yeah. that much push-ups. But he could run. No Dude, shit. he can fucking yeah. run. I, yeah. I, like, envy people that are, like, that can do that. Like, I, like, I aspire to it. But, yeah. like, I'm a little late in the game now. So, it's, like, I'm just getting... I'm happy with, like, small milestones the whole way. Like, if I could just do this, something that I couldn't do the day before, I'm happy. You know? Yeah, but I think it depends on your goals. Like, what you yeah. want to do with yourself, you know? Like, yeah. I look at a guy like you, and I think you're a stocky guy. I right. think if you started doing, like... 
like heavy lifting, you would be surprised. That, oh yeah, that that's kind of what I do. Your body would develop in that yeah. way, and your your shoulders would square up. And yeah. You would, you know, like like, dude, what, you ever watch one of them strongman competitions? Oh yeah, I love it. I love them it. Them fucking guys do not look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, nah, they're or, big boys. They're big, big motherfuckers. Big husky fucking yeah. dudes. Yeah. They, they look like corn-fed fucking white guys from oh, the yeah. middle of the country. Massive. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, high school fucking, that ninth grade year was fucking brutal, man. Yeah. Like, that was one of those situations where I had to fucking beat the shit out of somebody to finally get people to, like, I felt like I was getting, like, pushed. Two things got me over. Like, drawing. Yeah. Drawing has always been my go-to. Once somebody realized I could draw, they were like, that dude can draw his ass off, and they're kind of mesmerized by it, which I always find kind of weird, because it's like, you know, like I said, I just think it's like a pursued interest, something that I just developed over time, but Hmm. just people can't wrap their head around it, and they're like amazed by it. They think it's cool as shit, but then the other one was, one morning, this kid just caught me on the wrong fucking day. (laughs) This This kid, Pat, just caught me on the wrong day, and I think what... Added insult to injury is this kid that was, like, my best friend in sixth grade was, like, joining in with him and, like, breaking my balls. And I was like, dude, after this class, I'm going to fuck I'm gonna you fuck up. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and he was like, and he was like, oh, okay, well, maybe after school. I said, no, motherfucker, not after school, after this class. <laughs> and then my buddy Chris was like, the kid that was joining in with him was like, are you serious right now? And I was like, yeah, and when I'm done with him, I'm going to kick the shit out of you, too, for joining in. <laughs> And sure as shit, after that class, I mean, but then from that point on, nobody really fucked with me. And that, like, that was, was, I'm not a violent guy, I'm not a fighter, but, like, it sucks is, like, you kind of have to lean into that sometimes to kind of get people to leave you the fuck alone, you know? I think, I think I had my moment. I definitely had my, mine was in middle school, like, in seventh or eighth grade, when I beat the shit out of this one kid. Yeah, just flew off the handle. We were friends after that. Yeah. You know, but, like... But you definitely, sometimes you have to have a little bit of a fucking meltdown. Right. Before people realize, like, oh, okay, that's where his limit is. You yeah. know, like, okay. I don't want to fucking get him there again. Yeah, let's And then you feel bad anymore. afterwards. And I went home and I thought, like, my father was going to be really pissed off. And he was actually really proud of me. He was like, good, I'm glad you stood up for yourself kind of thing. So, with my, with my children, lately, uh, we've been talking. I talk to my kids a lot. And I try to kind of pick their brains to see how their day was and, and talk to them about how they interact with the other kids. And it's important to me because of, you know, just things that I think the way I look at like teenagers and 20 year olds, the way they're acting nowadays, and I don't particularly like it. So I'm trying to teach my kids how to negotiate life a little better, you know? And, uh, the one thing I've been kind of stressing to my children is like, one, you protect each other. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck if you're arguing, but you protect each other. That's the way our family works. And two, specifically with my daughter, I think with my son, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think he's, I think I'm going to have to like calm him down a little bit because he's pretty aggressive. You yeah. know, like he's like me, he's a little barbarian, you know. But with my daughter, she'll say like, oh yeah, this other kid smacked me in the face. And I'm like, okay, well, <clears throat> what did you say to him? You mm-hmm. know, and she's like, oh, I didn't say anything to him. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not mad at you right now. When he smacked you in the face afterwards, what did you say to him? What did you do? Did you tell, you know, the babysitter? Did you tell, what did you do? And she's like, I didn't do anything. I just cried. And I'm like, all right, well, from now on, you tell the other kid, don't touch me. Yeah. You know, 
You gotta set boundaries. You gotta you gotta start telling people because they're not allowed to hit you. And mm-hmm. then you tell the you know the babysitter and you, but you need to like stand up for yourself. Yeah. You know. And then I then I go back into the whole speech about Christopher and Genevieve. You protect each other. You look out for each other and don't let this happen. Yeah. You know, because I don't know, man. I'm old school and I just think that like me and my siblings grew up like that. Yeah. Dude, we we could be in the middle of an argument. My little brother. And if somebody walked up and started talking shit, I, oh, yeah. will, I will punch you right in yeah. your fucking face. Like, you stay the fuck out of this. I'll tell you what, man. I don't think I've ever been hit so hard in my life than by my brother Ryan. <laughs> this motherfucker hauled off and cracked me one time. <laughs> and I was like, fuck me. Like, the pain was so polarizing. Like, I didn't know if I should, like, cry. or Like, I couldn't even register the feeling. Yeah. God, I just had never been hit so hard. Yeah. I mean, just... In the face? Oh, or? my God. Cracked me in the... Uh, over something stupid. We got in the fight over... We used to keep, like, some change in our kitchen for, like, when the ice cream man would come around or whatever. We'd keep this little jar of change. Yeah. And, like, you had to quick get your fucking money and get out there and get your fucking ice cream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or else you, you got to run them the down. So we're, we're, like, wrestling over this fucking change. And he's, like, four years older than me. So, I mean, it's not like, you know... I think I might have been 12. He might have been 16 or whatever. And uh, he backed up, fucking just hauled off. Pow! Right across my fucking face. Punched you or slapped you? It was like an open hand slap. (laughs) But his hand was so fucking solid, he might as well have punched me. Like, it was like a stiff, like, pow! Like, my brother Ryan was fucking tough. Like, he was a tough motherfucker. He slapped your ass to the ground. Oh, I didn't even go down. I just was like, Boom! Like, you know, like, I could just feel, like, shit jarred. And, like, <laughs> dude, I was in... Like, I just couldn't even register the feeling. And I just, like... I mean, I was angry. I was in pain. I, but I was, like, shocked. I was, like, in shock. Yeah. Yeah, I never felt anything like it. And, um... But having him as my brother and having my brother Kenny as my brother, they were both kind of, like, tough dudes yeah you didn't fuck around with them you didn't fuck around with them and you sure as shit didn't fuck around with me yeah so i kind of got a pass like i got away with yeah it was a fucked up neighborhood you know like everybody was trying to like raise like a little man yeah and it kind of like kids didn't get to be kids all the time sure sure it just sucked yeah um but having them as my brothers kind of gave me a little leeway like allowed me to kind of be a nerd well, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm really thankful for that because I see other guys that I grew up with and I just think like, you know, there's something, there's a part of your personality that's missing because, well, you know. I think, I think there's, uh, I think you can become bitter. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if, if, like I experienced some pretty ugly things and if you would have met me 12 years ago or 13 years ago, more like it. Uh, I was a very bitter person and, and um, like resentful, you know, like, uh, yeah, like everybody else was to blame, you know? And I think when you fall into that cycle of living like that, even if it's not uh, like uh, people look at me and they're like, oh, it was clearly the drugs that fucked you up, but it's not, it's not, it's not the way it was. It was just, I was, I had a lot of anger and resentment towards everybody. And the reality is, is. You got to learn to f- fucking deal with that emotion, overcome it, and live differently. And now, man, listen, I am 
still very paranoid and very on guard in the general public. When I'm out on job sites or when I'm out out and about, I could see that people probably see me as very aggressive or very uh, standoffish or whatever. I mean, I try. If I get to know you, I'll. I try joke hard with not you. to be standoffish. Yeah, I really do. I, I, work, to, I try to work my way out of it. Yeah, it's hard in in big public settings. I don't like big gatherings. Mm-hmm. I get very very anxious, even going into like booths corners when it's very yeah. busy. Yeah, like like my wife can like she can read me, and she's like, mm-hmm. dude, this fucking dude is boiling right now. Like wow. we need to get out of here. You yeah. know. Yeah, because I will flip the fuck out on somebody. Like, if yeah. somebody, like, if I'm in there and, like, somebody does something that I really don't like, if they cut my, my kid off and, like, almost knock my kid down, like, dude, I will freak the fuck out. I'll start See, screaming at you. I, I kind of have that mindset. I don't even want to prioritize that feeling because it's going to ruin my experience. You know um, I mean? Does I, that make sense? I try really hard to not let it control me, but it, yeah. but it does, you know? Like, when I even, I try to I, see, like, two steps further down so usually for me when i know that i'm going to a setting like that i try to get in and get the fuck out as quick as possible yeah like when i go to boost corners i want to be there at fucking eight in the morning before the crowd gets there i want to enjoy myself yeah yeah i don't go to concerts i don't go to big venues i I don't do it now like i gotta really love something to go see it yeah you know like i gotta be like yeah i have to be there for that Otherwise, I'm not going. But they say for me that a lot of this stems from some kind of PTSD. You know, like it's it's all the same uh, symptoms, you know, Mm -hmm. that that I just I'm a very paranoid kind of person in those settings. You know, I don't like uh, crowded restaurants and shit. I like to see the doors and like see who's coming and going. I don't like sitting in the middle of the room. I'd rather sit at a booth or something where people aren't behind me. You know? Yeah. Or, I, I could see that. Like, I go to a diner, I usually sit, like, I like to be facing the entrance of yeah. a diner. I don't want to have my back to the entrance for some reason. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from, but... Well, I think at the end of the day, man, maybe even... I mean, so when they... First of all, I hate when they use jargon words like PTSD or bipolar or whatever, because I think we all have a little bit of... Yeah, I think there's all a little it. personality ticks to everybody. That's why I hate, like, things like... um. Like I think there's a lot of stuff out there that people kind of play Kate, like yeah. they well they or they play to people, people's thoughts or whatever in this very generalized way, but like to make you feel very individualized. Sure. But really, like a horoscope. Like that's yeah. a good example. Like everybody reads their horoscope and like, oh, that's me, that's me. Listen, motherfucker, that's everybody. <laughs> Every single one of those horoscopes applies to you. Yeah, man. You know I could I mean? read the one for Scorpio and be like, holy shit, man, that's, that's totally really me. me. But you could read the one for Capricorn and go, oh, that's me too. Yeah. It's yeah. just people like get this sense of individuality out of it and they're like, hmm, that, I don't fucking buy into none of that shit. Really? None of it. I don't give a fuck about yeah, none of it. I think it's entertaining and it's fun to watch. Well, I think if you realize that but it's, it's entertaining. Like, it's, like a, it's like going to a psychic. Yeah. You, when you go to a psychic, that person is doing the same thing that I do when I talk to you. I, can, I tell people... They're reading you. Dude, I'm really good at reading people. Yeah. When I meet a new person, I can do an assessment. I can look at the clothes you're wearing, the car you drive, the way your mannerism is. and you I can, can tell a lot about a person from shit like that. I can. I am a really, really good judge and like good at reading a person... To the point where I think if I wanted to manipulate people, yeah. 
I could sit here and do some bullshit like, oh, let me see your hand. Oh, show me your hand. Uh-huh. See this line right here? When it might be, mm. I'm reading something about your personality because the last three times I've seen you, your taillight is out on your car. Yeah, So yeah. it tells me something about your personality that, you know, yeah, you're you very know. lackadaisical about yeah. something or you don't fucking yeah. care about like or I the know. opposite you get yeah. out of your car you're very clean cut you're you're always shaved your car is immaculate oh right. see this 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 line right here shows me you have control issues you're very yeah. oh my god you know you're me right. so well yeah. yeah well it's your life look at yeah, the way right. you live you live very sterile i don't need to look con- at your fucking hand yeah dude right. your hand doesn't That's tell bullshit. me shit i'm just holding your hand right now right. you know yep so i i sincerely believe that's what's occurring you mm-hmm. know i mean that doesn't mean that I'm not a skeptic towards the supernatural. Because I'll tell you this. You want to hear something fascinating? Sure. I think that my wife and I are psychically connected. Yeah? I sincerely believe that. If I called her right now and said, Hey, babe, you want to have lunch? And I was thinking of a particular item or a place to eat at. Yeah. I would say that 80% of the time, she'll say it. And vice versa. Like, if But don't you think that just comes from knowing your uh, taste? Potentially. But it's, sometimes it's very random. Yeah. And it's not just food. It's not a food thing. It's just sometimes in life I'll be thinking about like, oh shit, we need to work on our taxes and get our tax paperwork ready. And then she'll come home, babe, hey, have you been working on your taxes? Like we need to get our taxes and shit ready. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, I just thought about that. You know? Yeah, but I think that comes from familiarity too. Like I could do that. Like me and my brother, we we had like this moment. Uh, we were working together, and we uh, we were doing this bathroom, and uh, we both sat on the toilets in the bathroom. Like after we finished grounding the floor, we sat next to each other on these. There was no stalls. We just sat down on them, and it kind of reminded us of something that we did together. We're like remember that time? And I was dude. I was just fucking thinking of that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like. So I think like it just comes from familiarity. Like yeah, I think but like, how do you explain the randomness of some thoughts? Like if, I guess you can't. But so that's the part that I'm. Don't always, you think we all kind of are though to a certain extent? Um, like I think if me and you were to sit in a car for a few hours, like, not not on the same level. Maybe not. I mm-hmm. think that there's a there there is the ability to read another person and kind of get an idea. Oh yeah, well. I know John likes this particular, like my wife likes certain types of cars and, and like I can, I can feel you out and understand things about you, yeah. but it's always the random thoughts that I think are fascinating. Like I'll, I'll be thinking like, damn man, I haven't talked to my brother in a while. And she'll be like, you know, why don't you call your brother up and we'll see if we can go over there this weekend. And I'm like, how the fuck did that just come into your head? Yeah, right. How is that possible? Yeah. So like, it's not, it's just, um. You know, like it's, I can't prove it and I can't explain it. It's just something that I feel might occur. But I also know that, um, you ever heard of like an empath? Like yeah, a my, my girl swears that she's an empath. I believe that I kind of am too. I think I am to a certain extent. If you walked in and you were in a shitty mood, I can feel it. Yeah. Before you even, and maybe it is slightly reading your body posture and, and stuff like that. But there's definitely times where I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck is happening in this room right now, but these people are all... Somebody's upset in this fucking room, and it's uncomfortable. I need to get the fuck out of here, you know? And it's weird, you know? Because, like, I'll literally just be like, okay, all right, I'm I'm fucking leaving. Mm -hmm. There's weird shit going on in here. I don't want nothing to do with this. 
you know? Yeah, I guess so. So I don't know. You know, like I said, I'm not a very, I'm not a religious person. I'm not like a... Neither am I. I don't believe in, I, I mean, I can't say I don't believe in. I think anything's possible, but it, like, I'm not like one of these guys that's like, let's go ghost hunting or let's go... Oh, God, no. no. You know, like, I'm a very relatively pragmatic person, but there are some times in life where I just can't explain shit, you know? Yeah. You know, there's mm. there's weird coincidences. There is a lot of weird shit that I've, like, I think back on. I'm like, man, how the fuck did that happen kind of things. You want to hear a crazy story of mine? Sure. So I left the military, and there was four of us. We were, there were, were well, technically, I was the fifth guy. So there was five of us. We all met in Germany. We all skateboarded together. We all, that was our clique. We were all in different units. So, like, we didn't work with each other during the day. Well, my one guy, which I was really close with, this one dude, when I left Germany, there was no Facebook or MySpace. There was, like, the internet really wasn't, like, a... I had a college club account, if you remember what that is. I have no idea. That's, like, the predecessor to social media. So, mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, I used it Yeah, for, I think Facebook used to just be for, like, college people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then, then MySpace came along pretty quickly after that, but, like... Dude, when I was in Germany, like, the internet was, like, for looking up porn. It wasn't, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't, dude, nobody gave a shit about, like, the stuff that they do nowadays, yeah. you know? Social media was not a huge thing. It was the information superhighway. Dude, people didn't use it for, uh, like, everything that we do now. Like, it just, I it think it ruins conversations now. Oh, it definitely you does. Know? Like, yeah. you're, like, you're sitting there and you go, like... Oh, man, what the fuck is the name of that actor in that movie? Yeah. And you might, you know, 20 yeah. years ago, you might have pondered that for fucking three days and called somebody up and like, hey, were you talking about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, uh, you know who it is? Now, yeah. you just Google this shit, man. It's right there, you know? So Taking that being said, in 2002, I left Germany, and my group of guys that I hung out with lost contact didn't know some of their last names, didn't know, like, how to find them. Like, they were gone. As far as I knew, I would never hear from them again, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia after I got out of the military, going there for film and uh, video production and learning how to do all this silly shit that I'm doing down here. And I walk out the front fucking door, and this is like four or five years later, I walk out the front fucking door on 16th and Chestnut, the Art Institute of Philadelphia, and standing directly in front of me <laughs> is my buddy Len Parry. Like, the one of the guys from Germany that I haven't seen since I left Germany. I haven't heard from this guy. That's bizarre. Yeah. What are the fucking odds yeah. that he's standing directly in front of me? Now, we were both like, I literally was like, Len, what's up, man? What the fuck you doing here? And he's like, he didn't even recognize me. I had longer hair and yeah. goatee. He was like, who the fuck is this? And then I'm like, it's me. It's Hunter from Germany. You know? And he's yeah. like, it took him a minute to be like, holy shit. Yeah, weird. I haven't seen you in years. You yeah. know? But then it became so like he had contact with the other guys. I was just beginning my addiction. Like I, I just broke my leg and I was like using painkillers my wife was divorcing me so shit was hitting the fan I was drinking real hard so then he came to live with me because 
Like, he needed a place to, to stay. He was living in Florida with his ex-wife, and the shit was going bad. So I said, ah, fucking move in with me. So he came and lived with me in Folsom in my little apartment. And then our buddy Mike, Mike Marsh, was across the country in California. And he was like, fuck it, man. I got nothing going on over here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on over. Yeah. Load your shit in your little Ford Ranger and drive yeah. on over here. It's, I mean, it's, it's strange how that works out. So then yeah. them two guys lived with me while I was like a fucking psycho. So like yeah. some of the bars that you mentioned in Eddystone yeah. that used to raise hell in, dude, <laughs> you may have experienced me in them bars because I would go down there and pick fights. Really? Yeah, I was yeah. kind of a violent fucking dickhead, yeah. you know, like I think you know I mean I don't think people really realize that like like you we, might have been standing there off to the side like holy shit, look at this lunatic. Nah, I would you have know? known you. I would have known you. I mean, who knows? I, I mean, think I, because like, I don't think people totally realize, like, you know, we do this, like, we're like close, close friends. Sure. Like, our entire friendship is based on, like, looking at drawings of each other's during, like, lunch. Yeah. In high school. Like, I that drew was most. So of, many dicks, dude. And you I don't think them. like we ever, like, hung out outside of school. So that's the funny thing is, like, uh. And I think that's kind of, like, what's cool about this is, like, all the stuff you're telling me is new information to me. And all the stuff I tell you is new information to you. So it's not like. We already know all this shit about each other. It's like they're learning this about each other for the first time, but there's a certain amount of familiarity between us yeah. that is like a little bit of a... But like... So even like Kevin that you mentioned... Yeah, yeah. So I like, love Kevin, man. He's like one of my best I friends. I knew Kev briefly from art class, and he was a really talented artist. Yeah. I wasn't even aware that he was in the bands and stuff that he uh-huh. was in and like... You know, like, it's such a small world. And, like, so I was telling my wife. My wife was like, oh, well, you and John were close when you were younger. And I said the same thing. I said, no. no. Honestly, man, like, we admired each other artwork. And we were like, holy shit, look what he drew. My God, man, that's really good. You You know know what I think, but you don't remember? Do you remember one time during lunch, we, like, roasted the shit out of Nadine? Really? Me and you just, and she took it like a champ. Like, she was the sweetest girl on the fucking planet. Do you know what's so funny about that? is dude i had the hugest she's a she's adorable fucking crush she's still her. adorable to this day yeah she's, yeah she's a wonderful person too so i knew her from eddystone her and her sister uh spent they lived in eddystone i think one of their relatives was from down there uh, i think it was her dad yeah. i think her dad was from eddystone it's this whole thing and then her sister passed away which yeah. is, is is heartbreaking but like I knew them from Eddystone, and dude, mm-hmm. when I met Nadine, I was just like, dude. It's I was, hard not to be enamored with her at that age, dude, too. She, she was, was so, so sweet. She was sweet, but she was also a complete smoke show. Yeah, she, she, was was, like, she looked like the kind of girl who should be totally unattainable. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. such a great personality and so fucking cool and And so she sweet. even knew, like, dude, I was that creepy, nerdy guy yeah. that, like, she knew that I loved her, but right. she still was kind enough to be like, yep, <laughs> you don't have a chance in fucking hell right now, bud, but, but yeah. hey, I'll stand here and let you stare at my tits, you know? <laughs> no, but me and you, like, we like we sat there at lunch one day, and we just kind of, like, she let us roast her. Like, we were just, like, talking. <laughs> like, we weren't saying nothing terrible, like, but we were kind of, like, you know, like, I but I, I totally remember it, and I'm like, you know, like, we barely knew each other, and we just kind of, like, fucking flew off the handle with each Like, we do here. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of the same dynamic. That's But fucking... if it wasn't for a fucking drawing, yeah. we probably wouldn't talk to each other. And Nadine's tits. And Nadine 
We went to come on. Like, you could say it like nah, that. Dude. Nah, man. I hope she listens she's a, to this. She's, she's probably girl. married now. Which she, I, she has beautiful kids. Yeah, I, I seen. To, I seen yeah. she had the kids. She yeah. lives, she lives up in Philly or something like Does that. Does she? Yeah, she's yeah. cool as shit. Yeah. She's so cool. I, I haven't I, talked to her in a long time. I think I've ran into her like twice over the f- past few years. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking Nadine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She's so cool. It's so funny because like earlier you're talking about being a 15 year old and how high school was brutal. And I remember, I remember hating high school because of that, because yeah. kids were just fucking evil and gave zero shits this about was like, anybody else's emotions. It would like took you out of the element. But then when you meet them as an adult, you're like, they were going through the same shit I was. Dude, you're cool as shit, man. Yeah. Like I could totally see hanging out with you now, you right. know, like, and it's funny cause like. You just think like, dude, in high school, we were just so different. Like, you know, yeah. like it's just not you and I, No, no. you and I, I wasn't like too surprised when you came down here and sat here and talked to me. And I was like, the only thing that I ever get kind of like uh, choked up by is that when you and I first did our first episode together, you were talking about a lot of like personal growth and things you want to do to change. And I instantly was like, oh, I fucking love this dude. Yep, yeah. I could talk to this guy more because to me, I think that's what life is about. Yeah, you know? and it never change, it never stops. Like, yeah, but some I people, think I'll still be that way when I'm sixty. You know. Well, but I I feel like some people don't think like that. No. Nah. Some people out there, man, are just like just I don't set. give a shit. Yeah. I will cheat your ass in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting mine. Fuck you. And to me, I want to collect. I'm at this moment where I want to collect good people around me. Yeah. I I welcome you into my house because you're. You're great, dude. You like you fucking play with the kids and you're cordial to my wife and you're yeah. like, dude, next time we have a barbecue, come on the fuck over, yeah, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like to me it's like I'm getting I'm getting uh older and more guarded, but it's like it's cool too because when I meet a new you know, person you learn how to weed the right Yeah, man. Out, you know? I am measuring people nowadays on their morals uh-huh. more so than anything. It's not about I don't give a shit what color you are. I don't care about your religion. Yeah. I don't even give a fuck about your political views. And you think like your life would be easier when you're that kind of person, but like people are out there and they're gonna take advantage of you. They take advantage of your kindness and all that. Even shit. that though, like that's a part of like going back to like reading people is like the moment I get a hint that I feel like you're gonna try to cheat me, I don't care anymore, dude. I cut yeah. you out of my life. Yeah. You know, like dude, you're not necessary. Especially if I didn't grow up with you or have a very long uh, relationship with you. Dude, you're not necessary. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking person that came and went, you know? And it's it's a shame because even some of the people that I've grown up with, it's like, dude, you go your own ways. There's guys that I hung out with that, like, it's fucking sad, man. They're, like, they're just not making any progress in their life. And I love them. I love them like a fucking brother. I would mm-hmm. fucking do anything for, like, this one dude in particular that I'm thinking of, like, right now is, like, I don't know what he's, I don't know what's going on with him, man. He's, like, just stuck. He's stuck somewhere in his, you know, his fucking, you know, mental, you know, like, just something in his brain is stuck, yeah. you know? And he's just not making no progress. And, like, I can't. I can't push you no more, you know? Like, dude, yeah, it's not well, my that, job. That's something I learned really quick. Like, um, like you can't care more than somebody else does. You know, like... It's fucking hard to watch, man. I can't care more about your situation than you care about it for yourself. You know so, what I mean? when I tell people that I'll help them, but they got to do the work, some people get weird about it. And I'm yeah. like, but that's the only way real life works. You, you have know? to. Yeah, you got to, like... I mean... 
And like, just being happy, it's just, it's a choice. Yeah. It's it's really just a choice. Like, there's always going to be shit that kind of is fucked up and like stressing you out. And you can go in that direction, I guess, and just let that kind of consume you. Yeah. And that's really not ever going to go away. Yeah. Like, it's always going to be there. But you just kind of have to choose. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to allow myself to get stressed out. I'm not going to, like, all I can do is what I can do right now. And, you know, if how I'm going to attack that situation, I'm going to take a small step in attacking it. And, like, that's why I just find happiness and progress in, like, in, like, processes. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I find happiness in small milestones all the time. I think it's fascinating when I meet people that aren't, um... Like, I call it, like, the warrior culture. Like, this whole, um... Dude, trials and tribulations are gonna come. And we all have them. But you can either let it make you weaker. Mm-hmm. Or you can take that pain and build on it and let it... And, like, just decide, like, fuck you. I'm yeah. not gonna let you conquer me. And, like, it's, um... For me, I always remember this. and And I guess my earliest... Uh, idea of learning how to fight that uh, that uh, depression or or, or uh, you know that uh, infectious like negativity is like in the army my one drill sergeant I swear to god it's like it was just like an epiphany like at one point it was raining it's fucking nuts off like it was this morning mm-hmm. it was raining unbelievably and it's 6 a.m., and, like, in my head, because I came from, like, this, like, well, it's fucking raining. Like, dude, we can't do nothing today. It's, right. it's fucking raining. And, and like, in his head, he was like, <laughs> well, you're, if, if you're it in, ain't raining, right. we ain't training. And I was like, what the fuck? No, you, what do you mean? That doesn't make no sense. And he's like, no, it makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. Don't let this stop you. This can't stop you. Yeah. The job has to get done no matter what. I mean, you're in the military. If you're in a fucking war the situation, the war is happening. Whether it's fucking raining or fucking not, matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like that's when it like started to click, and like then it became like this cadence, and we would run in the rain, and then it was like a challenge. It was a fight. And then you a... kind of start to enjoy it almost. Then it know? was like this laughable thing, like when shit hit the fan and things were nasty or things sucked, and you were like doing something. It became like this. They taught, the, in, uh, my perception of the military was like, they taught you to use it to be cocky. Mm-hmm. So like, if your drill sergeant was like, oh, you think you're a tough motherfucker? All right, how about you do a hundred pushups right fucking now, asshole. Mm-hmm. Get down there and do a hundred pushups. I'll do a hundred and I'll fucking scream out the number. Everyone. One, yeah. two, three, four, five. You know, like, and be a smart ass about it because fuck you, you're not going to conquer me. Yeah. Hundred, hundreds for pussies. I can do two hundred. Right. You know, and then like, you learn to take your passion, and instead of being just like a wildfire and letting your anger loosely just run rampant, you learn how to control it. You know. Mm-hmm. I appreciate gym guys for that. Like I, I understand what that is when you learn how to harness your passion, and you're like, dude, this is, I let this out. When I need to, let I go it to the out. gym for yeah. mental benefits, man. You know, well, like I've, I, I mean, learned, you're... I learned pretty quick that the physical part of it kind of plateaus or slows down, or it takes a really long time. But there's a part of you that I, understands that yeah. you have to keep pushing. Oh yeah, but I know, know that the changes happen. But, but there's a, a lot, lot of people of out there. Mental. There's a lot of people out there 
They go to the gym. They feel good. But then the moment it plateaus... They quit. This sucks. I'm done. Yeah. You know? And that's not when you quit. No, that's <laughs> when you keep going. Yeah. yeah. You know? So or you change something or you do something a little different or, you know, you challenge yourself. You have to always kind of present yourself with something to get... Like, if you're not... Like, you have to get uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, like, make yourself comfortable. With, that's... Yeah. That's the hardest thing to explain to somebody, especially in a country where we are as... We have so much luxury... Yeah. Even us poor working class people have a lot of luxury. This house that I'm in right now, this is a fucking yeah. mansion in a third world nation. I try to like yeah. tell my family, like my kids and shit like that all the time. Like, you don't even realize how good you got it. Like, yeah, you know, clean your fucking room up because <laughs> you don't realize how good you got it. Yeah, you know man. What I mean, like I grew up with people all different fucking classes and, you know, economic backgrounds and shit like that and you know one house might have been fucking sweet as you know you can imagine and then the next house was a fucking dump or they just couldn't afford to make it any better and like you don't know like yeah you know i mean even when you look at like uh illegal immigrants i do i don't judge i don't judge illegal immigrants i never do i think to myself here is a person that broke the law risked their fucking life yeah. And maybe their families' lives, too. You know, like, you don't know what the whole story is. I mean, this is, like, borderline a political discussion, but it's not. To me, it's about survival. It's, at the end of the day, here's a person that was like, my environment sucks, and I need to go somewhere and make it better because I want to take care of my family. When I, when I see immigrants that are, that are leaving their place to go here or wherever to make something better of themselves... There's no way I can judge that guy and say that guy's a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I just can't do it, man. Because, yeah. like, dude, first of all, I've been down to fucking uh, El Paso and looked across the border. And it is, like, it's kind of fucking insane. Because here's this, here's this fence with this shitty little crick they call a river. And there's a couple fucking bridges that go over with, like, a bunch of guards with AR-15s and shit. And on this side, there's a fucking Taco Bell and a Chipotle and a Chick-fil-A. And there's happy people driving beautiful cars. And there's, like, a, a guy in a fucking Escalade that's like, What the fuck? There's too much traffic today! Yeah. Uh, but then across, when you look across that border, literally... Somebody drinking filthy fucking water. A quarter mile away, yeah. you can see that there are tin fucking shacks on the side of a hill that people don't have running water or electric in, mm -hmm. and they're, they're fucking incredibly poor. Like, incredibly poor. Poor enough that they're like, you know what? The cartel said they would give me five grand if I carry this brick of fucking heroin across that border... Yeah. They will give me enough money. Five grand in in Juarez to a poor person Probably will like, feed them for the rest of that year. Yeah. You know? They they will be okay. You know? It's like a risk worth taking. So, like, it's really... Dude, to me, it's like... What would you be willing to do to take care of your family But you're yourself? not faced with it. You're, you're like, that's the thing. Not like, in people, this country. Yeah, you're not in faced country, with it. In this country, we're like, oh my God. Yeah. My fucking... My, my fucking cell phone doesn't get any reception in yeah. this room. Or going to the gym, you know? Yeah. Um, my favorite pair of Lululemon pants are yeah. in the wash still. So, so I'm I, not going to go. I decided not to go to the gym today right. because, you know, like, 
I only want to wear the pink ones. I don't want to wear the the blue ones. Yeah. You know, or dude, it's fucking, it's insane, man. Yeah. You know, it's the same old, same old bullshit. But yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, you have to learn how to not be spoiled. You know, yeah. it's hard. So, so like that's like the the thing that I'm trying to work on teaching my kids. Like I want to give my kids a better opportunity than me. I want to send them to a private school. Uh, I'm prepared to send them to a very good college if they have clear intentions what they want to do with their education dude you're not just going to 13th grade to fuck off smoke weed and get laid Mm -hmm. not doing that not on dad's fucking dollar but like if you came to me and said dad i'm gonna be an accountant or a doctor or a lawyer or a fucking Whatever, something that needs a, a very serious education. I want to go apprentice under a congressman and become a senator. All right, well, how hard are you willing to work? Because you need to illustrate that to me. I am your uh, guarantor. I'm the one that's going to fund this little fucking project of yours. You need to start convincing me right now, you know? And and so, like, what I'm getting at is... is uh. They say, a lot of people theorize that humility can only be learned through, like, poverty and, like, struggle. Mm -hmm. But that's not entirely possible. That can't be true all the time. Because how do people, through generational jumps, jump different uh, financial brackets, like economic, uh, you know... um, what do they call that? Not levels. Uh, like, you know, like, like, um, we're the working class, different, different social classes. Mm-hmm. So like, if you, if your parents were plumbers and, and like nurses and the kid goes to be a doctor, you had to be teaching the kids humility in some kind of way. Right. Humility to me is the answer. How do you teach humility? You need to appreciate everything that you get. Yeah. You know, I can't just give it to you. You have to, you have to learn that this is valuable, you yeah. know? Or you have to know at least what I had to do to earn it, you know? Yeah. Earn something. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the key. Yeah. For me as a parent anyway, that's what I'm trying to do. hmm So, I don't know, man. It looks like you're falling asleep over there. No, no. I just, uh, I have to pee. You got to pee. <laughs> that's <laughs> why we also, always end our episodes. Yeah, it's it's getting a little, I got to get ready to get the, get going for work. I'm going to go home, see my girl for a little bit. And, sure. Okay. You know, kind of do those things. Well, but, hey, how about that food episode that we, we maybe, just did? Maybe next time. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe we'll, you know, this, uh, this one was. The smorgasbord. Yeah, it's dark. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I think it had its, its little. I mean, it had its moments. Yeah. How about we end this and we'll bullshit about it after you take a piss? Yes, I got pee pee. All right, man. All right. I'll see you. Later.